One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, we are not in Toto anymore, Kansas. Words to that effect. Because not only do we have this amazing video going, oh my gosh, Drew McIntyre is such a goober now, but he's a goober that does speak the truth, but he just does it as a bit of a goober. We are about to get the big CM Punk, Seth Rollins confrontation that we have been wanting since 1872. So what I'm going to tell you is that this roar was fire. There is no fire coming from my thumb unless somebody adds in fire probably know that it's a lie. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs. My name is Simon Miller, and if you need to know what this show is, put your hands together and pretend you're playing baseball. We just say, hey, I watched wrestling, that was good. I point to the sky, or we go, I didn't much like that, and we point to hell. That's an exaggeration. Let's up those downs. There was more great news for this Raw as well, because Jey Uso came out to do the opening promo, and he gets to say yeet again. So clearly, we've sorted those legal issues. Good. It's fun to say yeet. In 2034, we'll all hate it, because fans will still be going yeet. But if I'm still alive then, I'll be a happy man. He was also playing promo tennis here, because on the one hand, he's so happy that CM Punk may be about to sign for Raw. He's also a sad panda, because Sami Zayn got taken out by Drew. Now he's not going to be here for a while. Sucks. He then said because of that, the Scottish Warrior is going to get got. <laughs> Drew was backstage, and be like, I tell you, if he says anything about me getting got, I'm going to go out there. Because he stormed to the ring, and on the way, he was like, man, you don't want CM Punk signing with Raw. I'm trapped with CM Punk, and he will destroy that locker room. But he was fine if CM Punk signed with SmackDown. I was like, Drew, I think it's all the same. I do love that we're playing into this, though, and Drew continues to be the biggest a-hole. Because he was like, listen, I took out Seth Rollins last week, and that made me feel pretty good. But I'm really sorry that I also hurt Sami Zayn. I mean, at least I left him with one good leg. I don't think you actually mean that, McIntyre. That's a horrible thing to say. Drew then threw shots at Jake. He was like, see, that's how you do an apology. Really not how you do an apology. And everybody should remember the only reason he's acting like he is is because of his family who got totally screwed over, as did he. So McIntyre has completely lost it. Amazingly, Uso wasn't actually too fussed about this when it turned out they were about to have a match. Where did that come from? Plug me in. You will be shocked to hear this as well, but it absolutely rocked. A small part of me was like, well, maybe we are going to do Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble for the World Heavyweight title. But later on, Adam Pearce announced that for the 1st of January Raw. So what the flub is happening? He also went nuts as well. Because he took Jay's head and he basically catapulted it into the steel beneath the ring. I was like, we don't even have a name for that wrestling friend. But do not worry, because Uso fought back with the Samoan drop. And it's all good, because he is Samoan. McIntyre was then going for neck breakers, because he hates people's necks, when he also tried for the Claymore. But Jey Uso caught his foot, and he started busting out the super kicks. 
I think these two work really well together. Drew then came back with the Future Shock DDT for his own one-two. And as soon as the referee wasn't looking, he just walked up to Tina the turnbuckle and exposed her. I was like, I thought this was a PG show. Now, Edge worked against him because Jay then hit the spear for a near fall. But as soon as the ref was like, why is this turnbuckle exposed? Drew McIntyre just raked at Jay Uso's eyes. So now he's going to have to talk to Rey Mysterio and Brian Danielson. He smashed it with the Claymore kick and he got another victory. He does not care how he gets them anymore. He just wants the Ws. This was just such a great match though. And I love that Drew and Jay feel so important to the show. Just layers up the card. Give it an up. We got reminded about everything that CM Punk had said on SmackDown when we got this amazing video pumping up Shinsuke Nakamura versus Cody Rhodes. And Shinsuke was basically like in an anime here. We should definitely keep doing this. And then continue to remind everyone that Raw is full of stars because we cut to the Judgment Day and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley were like, we were only gone away for a week. And look what happened. Dominic, you lost. JD, you lost. And where's the North American title? I can't believe it. Now, Damian Priest did agree with this. He was like, man, it does suck. But do you know what else sucks? People not coming to the show. So now he's firing shots at his own friends. I was like, Damien, they're so going to kick you out. Priest is still confident that him and Finn Balor can defend their tag team titles against the Creeds. And Ripley was like, listen, Damien, do you remember when you said you were going to be the leader? Well, you were in name, but when it came to acting like one, maybe you suck at it. So this is definitely going to go bad. And we then cut to Maxine Dupree in the Alpha Academy. They were just picking up Maxine because she was about to take on Rhea Ripley. <laughs> She's going to be killed. Ivan Nile also said that she'll be in her corner to protect her, which kind of does sum it up. When our truth walked in, honestly, I was so happy. Everyone there was so happy. And even though they tried to tell him truth, you do know you're not actually in the Judgment Day. It's like, yeah, I am. Don't worry about it. WWE has just been better ever since our truth returned. Fact. Before that, though, we did have this women's match. And look, let's just call it what it was. Sometimes you go to work and you don't have a particularly good day. Now, I understand why we did it, because if you do have Maxine Dupree work with someone like Rhea Ripley, Maxine can only get better. But do not forget, she's had six matches, I think, total. You can say, well, why did we put her in this position to begin with? Well, I'll tell you why, because once again, she's going to learn from it. But yes, it didn't click, and there was some wonkiness with a power bomb, and then there was some wonkiness with the head scissors, and the riptide didn't really go well, to the point Rhea just locked in the prison trap, and she got the submission. Look, this only went on for about three seconds. But I get it. You get it. And don't forget, they'll definitely get it. They're professional wrestlers. They know when something works. They know when something doesn't. We also tease that Ivy now will get her shot against Ripley because they looked at each other after this. But let's just be nice here. I have to go on the internet and say horrible things. I mean, it is going to get a down because it didn't go the way that they wanted to. But listen, you watch them in a few weeks' time. They'll be even better than they are now. There ain't nothing wrong with that. So then got this video for Caden Carter and Katana Chance, who were going to have a match later. They were kind of like partying around a pool. I was like, you better pull the trigger this time. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit like the boy who cried wolf. We also made sure that you didn't tune out during the advert too, because we saw CM Punk going to Adam Pearce's office. And then, yeah, we came back from the commercial. It was CM Punk time. This was the best thing that's happened on WWE television in ages. Now, Punk did admit that he was in a little bit of a bad mood before all of this because he's in Cleveland when he was going through his life CV. Well, this hasn't been a particularly good place for him. I mean, he did debut here alongside Mickey James, which was good name dropping, but then he was sent back to OVW, then eventually fought his way back to the top. He became the champion. Randy Orton Punk kicked him in the head. When he did came to, he learned that he'd been stripped of his title. And once again, he was a sad panda. Of course, this was also the building where he walked out of WWE almost 10 years ago to the day, which makes it doubly crazy. And listen, he was talking to Indy Hartwell, another name drop in the back. 
she was so disappointed on that day when it did happen. So CM Punk looked at these people and said, man, you know what? If you were disappointed too, I get it. And I'm sorry. So there it is. This is when he switched gears because he does have to sign with a brand until WWE just decides they need him for another show. And while he appreciates the offer on SmackDown and he appreciates the fact that NXT invited him to the pay-per-view premium live event, essentially, Adam Pearce has offered him the best terms so he is signing with Monday Night Raw. Oodalale. It turns out this was all preamble anyway, because clearly Seth Rollins was in the back and he was telling people, <laughs> if he signs with Monday Night, I'm going to go out there and finally talk to him. And my word, this is when we got pure fire. Now let me just tell you, nice and simple, you have to go and watch this, because wrestling is at its best when it takes reality and it takes storyline and it blurs it all together. And don't you tell me Seth didn't mean every single word that came out of his mouth. He definitely did. He instantly mentioned how lucky CM Punk is to be back in the WWE. And while he's skipping around calling it his home, it's not his home. He walked out a decade ago and he spent every single second since then running the company down, running people like Seth Rollins down and basically acting like a massive dick. So when it comes to talking about people's abodes, this is Seth Rollins' house, and if he has to protect CM Punk from every single person in that locker room, that's what he's going to do. So once again, nerds like you and I were melting down. It's like, oh my gosh, he's doing the Hangman Adam Page stuff. I mean, he can't help it. Rollins then straight up told Punk that he hates him. They absolutely spat that. And this is going to go one of two ways. Either once again, CM Punk does implode, and that's it, his legacy is done for. Or two, he has changed. Maybe he does fight his way up to challenge for the World Heavyweight title and take on Seth, but that's when he learns there's levels to this game. Rollins will whip his ass, because CM Punk ain't the best in the world, and Seth Rollins is. I was clapping like a seal. He also called CM a fraud here when Punk finally got the microphone and said, well, that's it. That's your one free pass. You get to disrespect me. But believe me, I totally understand about doing things the hard way. That's been my whole career. So Adam Pearce, let's make things official. I am going to enter the Raw Rumble. And maybe I win it. And maybe I challenge you, Seth. When he dropped the mic and he walked off. Honestly, I have not done a good job recounting that at all. Because you need to be a part of it. The sheer emotion. Rollins then smirked too. And honestly, if you showed this to someone and basically told them the outer points, they may believe it. That's how good the performances were here. And now I'm starting to think that night one at WrestleMania in the main event is going to be Seth Rollins versus CM Punk for the damn championship. <laughs> How did we get here? I don't understand. And the absolute highlight is the fact they have agreed to work together. It's why Seth Rollins is the best because he's such a damn professional. And I enjoyed this so much. It doesn't just get an up. It gets a golden up. Well, <laughs> done filming this. Am I going to watch it again? You damn right I am. Geeks for life. This is going to rule. And then we went right into big men slapping man meat part two. I love a part two. But it was Bronson Reed and Ivar, and we don't even need to get into this. They just smashed each other, got up, looked at each other, smashed each other again. And then, you know, Valhalla was doing her voodoo stuff. When we got this crazy cannonball from Ivar, he went right into Reed, and I think he killed him. I was probably stunned at the end too, because quick pop quiz. How many times have we seen a random superplex in a WWE match? Must be like 82,941 times. But because they are big men slapping man meat, and because it was a part two, and I love a part two, Bronson Reed hit the mammoth superplex, and he pinned him and got the one, two, three. I gave it a second, and I searched my feelings. I was like, yeah, I love it. We need more surprise endings. So I honestly hope that in 2024, we just keep doing Reed and Ivar until we get to part, like, 99, and I'll still find a way to enjoy it. It's getting it up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. If I'd had more CM Punk backstage interactions after this, I just can't help it. I find it utterly surreal he bumped into the judgment day. He kind of wound them up because straight away he was like, oh, where's Rhea Ripley? And Damien Priest was like, here's what I want to happen. I want you to win the championship and then I'm going to cash in on your ass. I was like, actually, that'd be a damn good story. So yeah, maybe you do that at the end of Rollins versus Punk, mostly, because I need the chaos. Imagine it ended with Damien Priest winning the belt. I'm going to keep everything crossed. This lot minus Rhea then did come to the ring because they had some stuff to say. Mostly, they were just really, really mad. Although saying that, Finn was pretty happy because they asked of the tag team champions when Priest let everyone know, if we've beaten you up before, or we've never beaten you up, we're putting you on notice because we're the judgment day and we're the flipping best. The Condon then tried to speak, but he got booed out the building and it still makes me chuckle when I did a massive backflip because who came out to talk to them? It was our truth. And he was sad because he tried to get in the clubhouse earlier and the doors were locked, so what's going on with that? And also, he has something to say. This J.D. McDonough fella, he shouldn't really be in the Judgment Day anymore. So it's time that he got booted out. Honestly, J.D. lost his mind. It was really funny. I mean, Truth was so good here, he even made Damien and Finn laugh for real. When he was also like, Priest, come here for just one second. I think you need to stop acting like the leader. I've seen Rhea, and she doesn't really appreciate this. Instantly, I was like, oh no, he's done. Damo was having none of this though, so he did the big build-up, but he was like, oh man, everyone loves you, the fans love you, my nan loves you, my cat loves you, but I don't love you. And he just took Truth's head off, and everybody beat him up. 
This is why our truth is the absolute best. I felt so damn sorry for him. He's the greatest baby face ever. The Greens must have been watching because they were hit instantly and fair play to them because of course they are going after the tag team titles. But the more you do stuff like this, which does tie into the main event, the more you're going to come across like super duper good guys. They wrecked all of Judgment Day 2 and as always it was like this. Ah! I just love that out of control way. This was good though and while the men's tag team titles do kind of feel like they lost their way recently, hopefully this is a way to get them back on track. Don't forget they main evented WrestleMania Night 1, but in terms of this, up. When we got more CM Punk madness after this, I can't get enough. Because he went and found Drew McIntyre, who had not been nice to him earlier. And Drew continued this on, because like, listen, I care about your story. I don't care about Cody Rhodes' story. I only care about my story. Get out my way. Punk was a little bit stunned and even turned to Adam Pearce. Like, what was that about? And Pearce is like, don't worry about it. Although, given that McIntyre was here, why don't I give you some exposition? Because on the 1st of January Raw, it is going to be Drew and Seth for that title. Like we've already talked about, what the hell are we going to do then? There's also a way to tie some other stuff in, because in walked Kofi Kingston, Chad Gable and Ricochet. And this ruled too, because Punk made a Jamaican joke with Kofi, which must tie back into 2008. He said he'd heard loads about Gable and how great he was, but he turned to Ricochet and was like, Oh, it's you, you're crap at video games. I was loving it. There was another reason these three were there, though, because they went into Adam Pearce's office after Pearce had gone, let's have a chat about the Intercontinental title. I bet they sat down. Adam went, everyone agree just to leave Gunther alone because he'll kill us? And I went, yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. When Carr and Chance did have a match, they beat Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. There you go. Now, while this was over quicker than I can say, my razor betrayed me and I accidentally shaved off my beard. Now I've got to grow the damn thing back. I just like the fact we got what is sort of a fresh match. I can't remember the last time these four wrestled, if at all. Chelsea Green and Piper Neville on commentary too, so of course we'll do a tag title match eventually. And yeah, Chance and Carter hit the after party, which is a pretty good finish. They got the one, two, three. This kind of ties back into the men's world titles, the tag titles. We just need to take all these tag belts and give them some serious direction. But maybe this will be it. Maybe 2024 will just be better all around. I'm going to give it up. It was fine. They cut to Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano after this. Obviously, Gargano was like, I'm so happy. Because we're in his hometown of Cleveland. They were teasing who their third man was going to be because they do have a six-man tag later with Imperium. At the time, I was like, well, I wonder who that could be. It was so damn obvious, I'm an idiot. Imperium then did walk in and prod the bear before Gunther turned up. This Gunther man, he was like, nobody's going to want to be seen with you. I was like, well, surely somebody wants to be seen with them. Maybe it's their aunt. Before all that, though, we did set up Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. And actually, this is five years in the making. For real. I mean, we even showed the clip of Nia Jax punching Becky in the face all the way back in 2018. And do not forget, not only did Becky use that to rise to the tippity top, there's also the start of her The Man character. We actually justified this, too, because Becky was like, look, I went on to main event WrestleMania, but because everybody hates Nia Jax, that includes her knees. And she had to have ACL surgery, then I went away to have a baby, and now I got fired. So only now can we come together. I'm like, man, that was a pretty good job. Now, apparently that was too much for Nia, because eventually she did come out, and she called herself the most dangerous woman in the ring. So I was like, well, what happens when you leave the squared circle? Maybe you drop down to like nine. She did lean into the online madness, too, because he was like, everyone that steps in the ring with me either gets injured or hospitalized. And her whole point is, ever since that night when she did slam Becky right in the nose, Lynch has been riding that same wave, 
and she's not really a star on her own merit. I get that Nia is meant to be a heel, but there's no substance to that. That's poppycock. So ultimately, Becky should just be happy because Nia hasn't taken her out when Lynch got all fired up and she was like, have you not seen what I've done over the last few years? If you step into this fighting pit with me, I will break you in two. She probably will. She also called Nia Jax a liar because she was lying. Becky is most definitely a Tiffany top star. And when she said they should throw some punches right now because Jax is the heel, she was like, I don't want to do that. And she walked away. So I guess we're going to do it on that 1st of January Raw, which we do seem to be stacking up. Not sure we could hold it off to the Raw Rumble. That's like six weeks away. But yeah, I'll take this match. I don't think I ever have seen it. And I just love the fact that WWE will play off something that happened in 2018. That is a proper 180 from a few years ago. Give it an up. When Cody Rhodes threw even more fire onto WWE, I tell you, they have so many top guys. So Jackie Redman asked me about CM Punk. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's great that he's back. And he's great that he's in the Raw Rumble. But don't forget, only one person can win that damn match and finish their story. Well, I don't really want it to be CM Punk. I tell you that, I bet it is CM that is victorious and then poor Rhodes on his ass again. And he has to have one last climb to the top before he beats Roman Reigns. Well, that would actually be pretty damn good. Before that though, she also asked about Shinsuke Nakamura and Cody was like, well, I'm going to whoop his ass in around about five minutes. And he keeps going around saying, well, Cody Rhodes asked for this. And you're damn right I did. And he walked off. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that match. Before all of that, though, it was the entirety of Imperium taking on DIY. And The Miz, of course it was The Miz. He's been feuding with Gunther. Once again, WWE went out their way to fill in some holes too because The Miz teaming with Gargano and Ciampa is a bit of a stretch. He was horrible to them for ages. But look, sometimes you have an enemy and the enemy of your enemy becomes your friend. Whatever that saying is. The whole thing was built around The Miz finally getting the tag and going after Gunther as well. And he did it. He got the slap. And he hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. But eventually, he found himself in the Boston crab. Like, wait a minute. Gunther ain't even from Boston. Trump was able to break that up too when he just kneed the Intercontinental Champion right in the face. And by this point, the Miz and Gargano were doing dual Tilt World DDT. So surprising, I can't even say the move, but that's what happened. He also had damn double submissions because Gunther was in the figure four, whereas Ludwig Kaiser was trapped in the Gargano escape. And look, Giovanni Vinci did springboard in with the elbow, but the Miz grabbed him. He hit the skull crushing finale. He just beat him. I did not see this coming. And look, the fans loved this. They went absolutely crazy for that pinfall. Plus, we tied it in. Afterwards, the Miz found Gunther and said, I want one last chance at your Intercontinental title. And Gunther was like, yeah, all right, fine. You will get it. But if you lose this time, you're never allowed to go after the belt again. As long as I'm the champion. Asterix. And look, that should not happen. Gunther should definitely win that because it's not the time. But once again, I think we're going to do this on that 1st of Raw January. That was wrong. 1st of January Raw. I'm so damn tired. So yeah, all this was fine. I enjoyed myself. When it was finally time for Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura on free television fine by me. It was also one of those matches where I kind of stared off into the distance because like, well, Rhodes can't lose for obvious reasons, but also Shinsuke probably needs a win here because after he has turned in all of his feuds, well, he's been beaten. But we did come up with something and I'll get to that in just one second. This was a long ass main event. And man, I love a long ass main event because you can just sit down, get your tush all warm and buy into it. And that's especially true because Cody went for the Cody cup but Shinsuke turned that into a damn arm bar when he just wrecked him with his sliding German suplex. That's what Ogsheim looked good. Cody then got the single leg Boston Crab and I had to double check on Google. I was like, wait a minute, he was born in Georgia. So what's going on there? When Shinsuke applied the sleeper, but Rhodes wiggled out of that, 
And it was a disaster kick. Here we go. Because Rhodes obviously loves doing combos from there. And he hit the dusty jabs. And he hit the bionic elbow. And he finally got the Cody Cutter. And then just when he was about to hit the crossroads, Shinsuke was like, ha ha. And he misted him right in the face. I was like, Nakamura, why didn't you do that 10 minutes ago? Because of course it led to the disqualification. But actually, when you go through this Raw and most of the matches, we had a proper winner and a proper loser. When you do that, there's always room for shenanigans. It's okay by me. Cody tried to fight back, but Nakamura then had a damn chair, so he was going to try and murder this guy. When of all the people, it was the Creeds that came out to make the save. I was like, well, I suppose that's good for them. Once again, they're tangling with the top. And it does beg the question where Jay Uso was, but we have seen Jay save Cody so many times. It goes back to what I said earlier. Sometimes I just want new stuff. This was exhibit A. Julius and Brutus actually did a terrible job too, because as soon as Cody was out the ring, Nakamura's back and just tinsatted him right in the face. But now we have just set this up for a round two. Without one of the Salka Stuck record, I presume it's going to be that first of January Raw, which could be the best television show of our times. That's hyperbole, and that's an exaggeration, but it is getting it up. As is Raw overall, I mean, if you want to get excited about 2024, this is the show for you. I'm just happy that CM Punk is back because he is creating all of this buzz. Also, look, there's a video on the screen right now. It's ups and downs for AEW Collision. Support all our wrestling. Support all of ups and downs. Interact with the video. Take care, and I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.